event takes place next Saturday, April 8th, at Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York. And now I'd just like to welcome the uh, four fighters who are on the call with us today. UFC light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier. Number one UFC light heavyweight contender Anthony Johnson. Number four UFC middleweight and former middleweight champion Chris Weidman. And number five middleweight Gegard Mousasi. I'll now turn things over to the call center to open it up for questions. Perfect. Thank you. If you'd like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Again, press star 1 to ask a question. We'll pause for just a moment to allow everyone an opportunity. And we'll take our first question from Jeffrey Harris with 411 Mania. Please go ahead. Uh, uh, first question for Gagard. Obviously, the end goal here by the one is to heading to the 16 Railway title. But does it bother you at all that Michael Bisping will be fighting the same year later this summer for the middleweight title and something to fight in the division? Because this is going to be negative. I can't hear the question really well. Uh, the sound is not that good. Yeah, same here. I think I think you're basically asking, if I'm not mistaken, is Biz, uh, what do we think about Bisping fighting GSP for the middleweight title, right or no? Because we can hardly hear. Well, uh, I don't know. I think we. The lost. question is for me. I think it was, was it for both of us. I don't know. I I couldn't hear. Have you repeat the question? And if not, we'll move on to the next one. And I believe the caller has disconnected. We'll move to the next question from Damon Martin with Fox Sports. Please go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, first question is for Anthony Johnson. Uh, Rumble, you know, this is, you know, the rematch with, with Daniel Cormier, you fought him, you know, less than, you know, basically two years ago. What is the biggest difference for you going into this rematch? You know, what separates you from now versus that first fight in 2015? Well, I'm definitely not the same fighter I was two years ago. Every Every – Every day, every week, every month, every year, I'm getting better and better. So, you know, you'll see a different guy out there the next time you see me fight. I know when I talked to you after the fight was canceled the last time, when, when DC got injured, you, you had said that you were in the best condition, the best shape you've ever been in, and it was obviously a letdown that you didn't get the fight. Was it not so much tough getting back up for it, but, I mean, how did your body react after going through an you know, entire training camp last year and then they got, kind of have to restart that again without ever actually having fought? I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard, you know. Um, I'm glad he counseled on Thanksgiving because I had a chance to eat. You know what I'm saying with the fam, so everything was all good. But uh, you know, I uh, I just started back from scratch like I always do, and just got back in shape like I needed to. And uh, I mean, no injuries, and uh, everything's good to go. I know you and DC have been pretty cordial with each other leading up to the fight, but I know he said a couple of times that you know he believes that you have basically one round you know, to go out there and beat him. Now, you've been a vicious knockout puncher in that first round, maybe the first seven minutes, I think is what he said. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean, is that just typical, you know, trash talk? Or how do you take that, that, you know, that's kind of the perception that he has that, you know, believes you're really dangerous in that first round, but then after that, not so much? Well, the majority of the community believes I'm just a, you know, first-round fighter because most of my fights end in the first round. Um 
but you know they're entitled to their own opinion, and that's fine with me. You know, I have I have nothing to prove to anybody except myself. So if he wants to believe that, and everybody else wants to believe that, that's completely fine with me. You in the first fight, you you came so close. You know, you, you hit him and you knocked him down in that first round. If that same opportunity comes up in the second fight, you know, do you believe that you'll be able to capitalize and get that finish, to get that clean knockout like you had over Glover, like you had over Jimmy Manila? Yeah, of course. You know, I just have to uh, – I just got to go out there and be myself and do what I do. You know, if I, if I, you know, I hit him one time and he drops and I go after him again and I hit him again, you know, he's definitely in trouble the second, for the second punch. But uh, punch or kick or whatever it is. But um, Daniel, you know, he has a, a great chin. He's a great athlete. Um, so, you know, he, he won't be easy by any means necessary. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We have a week till we find out, technically, you know. So uh, let's just wait and see what happens. And a question for D.C. You know, D.C., I know legacy is important to you. I know when you retire from this sport, you know, you want to leave it behind in a way that, you know, we think you as one of the greatest of all time. Does getting a second win over Rumble get you any closer to that, or is it ultimately always going to come down to that John Jones rivalry? I think uh, I think beating Rumble again, it'll help, but ultimately it will come down to, to my rivalry with Jones. Uh Anthony has done a tremendous job as he's come up in weight classes, but you know his. Uh, we're talking about a rivalry with a guy that many consider the greatest fighter of all time. So wins over a guy like John Jones is what's going to really, uh, you know, probably be the one thing that solidifies where I'm trying to sit whenever I retire from the sport. At the end of the day, I do have a tough challenge on my hands next week, beating Anthony again. It'll just be a, a, a closing the chapter, you know. I mean, he uh, people really do believe in him, and they really do love the knockout, you know. So he he uh, he gets a reputation for being, you know, the scariest guy. So beating someone like that twice really should submit who I am and everything else I've done. But ultimately, I think it will uh, depend on the rivalry with Jones. My last question, DC, you know, you've done so much in your career fighting at heavyweight, you know, beating everybody that you've ever faced with the exception of John Jones. But going into this fight, I think the odds have it pretty much dead even. The last I checked, uh, you know, a lot of people believe, you know, the rumble with the knockout power that he is, you know, the, the guy who could beat you. Why, why don't you get the respect that you deserve, you know, considering you do have a win over him and outside of the Jones fight, you've been undefeated your entire career. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, but but as I said time and time again, I cannot dictate people's feelings. Uh, the fact that uh, you know the odds say that we're even, I actually have no idea how anyone could think that we're even. He had a moment. You know, he had a moment in the first fight. Outside of that moment, I pretty much just beat him up. So I don't understand like what would make anyone believe that Anthony and I are close. But next Saturday, I just get to show him again and just beat on him again like I did last time. Thanks, DC. And once again, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. We'll take our next question from Kendrick Johnson with ringtv.com. Please go ahead. I'm a first come closest for Rumble. How you doing, brother? How you doing, man? Good, man. I ain't talked to you in a minute. What's happening? Yeah, we got to catch up. 
Does it bother you the fact that? Well, I'll, I'll phrase it this way: with with getting that belt, would that solidify your legacy as being as one, not just a knockout artist, but just being as one of the best fighters of your generation, and kind of you you be kind of I won't say validated, but kind of validate you what you have to strap around your waist. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, that's always the ultimate goal for top athlete in, you know, mixed martial arts or, or any sport to, to be the best and get a championship and or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, getting getting the belt will definitely uh put me right up there with the best of the best. I don't wanna be a you know uh could have been or, you know, one of those those guys that they talk about on the on the boards or whatever, saying that you know this guy could have been this and he could have been that or should have been and all of this and all of that. I want to be that guy that they said he did it. And we we talked, of course, after you lost to DC the first time. In a weird way, do you think you had to go through that? Because I remember you kind of made it like, well, it just wasn't my time, I wasn't ready. Do you kind of think you had to go through that to get to this point, to be ready, to be that champion? In a weird way, looking back on it, of course, you don't want to lose, but you think in, 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 in a weird way it was a blessing to get you to this point and ready for this big moment? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely uh, lit a fire under my ass to train harder and know what I needed to do to beat this guy, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, but he's the champ, and that's what it is, you know what I mean? Everybody trains to beat the champion and be the best. So, you know, I'm I'm just like the average person. You know, I'm going out there, and, you know, I, I did what I had to do to prepare. So uh, I look forward to it. And did, did you see him getting raised? Without getting the knockout, can you see your hair hands still getting raised? He doesn't. Hey, hey, what's your name, Kendrick? Is your name yeah. Kendrick? Yeah, Kendrick. Kendrick. He doesn't. Be- Kendrick. He does not believe that if he doesn't knock me out, he's going to get his hand raised. That's why he didn't answer your question. Anthony's a smart guy. He won't lie to you. He's honest and he's smart. Actually, actually, he actually, he actually has no, he has no doubt in his mind that if he doesn't knock me out, he's going to win. So Kendrick, don't waste your breath and your time. He knows. <laughs> He knows his only path to victory. Well, my question, I pose my question to you: Is there way you can you, can you win a, uh, without having to grind it out, or are you just going to do the same, same thing as fight one, grind it out, and just do your thing? I can make it easy and do that to him, or I can just beat him up on the feet. I can do whatever I want, Kendrick. That's the difference between him and I. He's got one way to win the fight. I can win any way I choose to. So, 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 would you would you stand and get in a knockout dragout like you did with Alexander? Or are you just gonna keep it safe? If I need to, I will. If Anthony makes me, then I will. It really does depend on how I decide to fight this fight, Kendrick. And what's his confidence come from? Just for the fact that you that you already beat him, or just something that you you added to your repertoire that we haven't seen before? I mean, I've been training and I've gotten better. I feel like I'm a better fighter today than I was the first time. You know, the first time we fought, I, I fought him on three-and-a-half-week notice. I had a three-week training camp. I had a three-week training camp and still outworked him. I mean, I know I was a different opponent than his, his previous guy, but he still had a full training camp. I had three-and-a-half weeks to get prepared for a championship fight and still found a way to outwork him. What's going to happen now that I've been training for him for 12 weeks? It's going to be worse than the first one. 
what's your take to critics, TC, that said that you he lost his stuff since the surgery? I have no idea what people are talking about. I fought Anderson Silva on two days' notice, and I beat a guy that people consider the greatest fighter of all time, 30-26 across the board. There was no danger in that fight. That was the easiest fight of my entire career. I don't know how I, I lost this step. If anything, I showed like I could still take takedowns whenever I choose to. <laughs> Look forward to seeing y'all guys. I got, I got two questions for Chris. Chris, do, do, um, do you think this is a crossroads match with the fact that you lost the last two, or this is, are you not putting any extra pressure on this fight? Uh, crossroads? No, I, I don't see it as a uh, threat. I see, it, I see it as a challenge. You know, I got a, I got a tough guy in front of me who's good in all areas, experienced guy who's on a win streak. Um, something I'm not, uh, something I'm very familiar with is fighting guys on win streaks. It's, I want to become the best in the world. I want to, I want to get that belt back. <clears throat> and um, fighting a guy like Gegard Mousasi is just the type of guy I need to to do it. So I'm more motivated than ever to uh, to get the job done, especially coming off of two losses. And would you, would you like being a New Yorker and like to fight in New York? Do you do you feel any less pressure? The fact that you got 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 that your system fight at 205, or is it still like another big deal and kind of extra pressure finding finding your home state? Not, I mean, I wouldn't say it's uh, extra pressure. I didn't really feel like it was extra pressure last time. Um, it was just an awesome experience for me, to be honest with you. It was a dream come true to, be fi- to finally fight in Madison Square Garden after all the work of getting it legalized here to, you know, have all my family, friends, and fans there. It was just an amazing experience. And then, you know, to have it go the way it went was obviously was, was tough. It wasn't what I expected to, to, to be, to, you know, make a mistake and hit with a fine knee and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm sitting there with blood running down, uh, you know, thinking I can't believe this is happening. Um, so I'm more motivated from that setback because I feel like you know, the, the the harder of a setback you have, the, the more major of a comeback you have. And I just feel the glory I'm going to feel after this fight is like no other I've had in my career. And final question is a two-part question. What do you feel a win would put you out in the state of y'all um, crazy division? And what do you think with the state of y'all crazy division with the whole GSP Bisping thing? Uh, I mean, I only can control what I can control. I don't worry about the things I, I can't control. Uh, I can control uh, me beating Musashi on April 8th. That's all, I can, that's all I'm focused on. Um, as far as Bisbing and GSP, um, I think it's definitely going to hold up the division. I don't think it's a, it's a weird fight to have for the middleweight title, for sure. Um, I understand people getting upset, but I, I just feel like everything's going to work out for me. I, I, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get the belt back, um, and it's, I just have to take one fight at a time, and I, it'll work out for me. So what was what do you think a win puts you at in the division? Do you you back in the in the I, running? Uh, you know, uh, of course, I'd love to fight for the title right away. But you know, I have no, I have no idea what's going to happen. I could fight two, three, four, five. I don't, I don't care. Just I'm focused on the process. I'm enjoying getting better. Um, and uh, I'm just I'm just I'm just focused on getting better. Eventually, the title shot will come. That's that's going to happen. All right, good good, good, good luck to y'all guys next week. Look forward to watching you on Buffalo. Thank you. Take care. And we'll take our next question from Stephen Morocco with MMAJunkie.com. Please go ahead. Hey, question for Chris and uh, Gegard. Has, has your, kind of following up on the previous question, has your perception of what it takes to get a title shot changed in the past year? Start with uh, Chris. Um, I mean, not really. I know I know you, you keep winning and, and you get the title shot. You know, I've, I've had it obviously before, and I, don't, I didn't expect to get it after a loss. So it's gonna it's gonna happen with wins and um, 
I don't know what the heck that noise is, but, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. No, I don't, uh, I think the sports change a little bit with, with the, with the belt system, but, um, I don't think it's going to affect me. And Gagar? Well, you know, I, I need, I need to get this win. That's the most important. And, uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm more than ready. And, um, after that, it's just a popularity contest. Let's be honest. The, uh, Yo Romero is next, but he's not getting his shot simply because he doesn't speak English. He's Cuban. Those things matter. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I need to win. So I need to do my job first, and then we see how it goes. So, so what do you guys think of that ultimatum that uh, Bisping gave to GSP? Basically, you know, put up or shut up by July. Do you think he's actually going to fight Romero if uh, GSP doesn't uh, step up? No. Just, just no. Just talk of this thing. This thing just talks. So, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, nothing. Uh, he's going to wait, <laughs> make a Mickey Mouse fight, and then uh, <laughs> he's not. He's not he, I don't. I think. I don't think he wants to fight Joe Romero, or he wants to delay it as much as possible. He said himself he's going to retire in one or two fights. So. Obviously, he's looking for a big fight to get a little bit of money. You know, you can't blame the guy. He wants to take care of his family, make money. You know, good for him. But and then uh, moving the day, you know, yes, the number one contender has to get his shot, you know. Gotcha. And then moving on to uh, Daniel and uh, Anthony, uh, when do you think they'll pair the, the, the winner of your fight uh, with uh, Jones? Do you have any... Any thoughts on that on that uh, timeline? Maybe start with Daniel. Uh, I don't know. You know, the focus is really on is on Anthony, man. I I can't really I can't really worry about what's next because even though I believe that the the path to victory or in my favor, there's his one way of winning is very dangerous. You know, he could he could actually knock me out in no time. That's that's a big possibility. So uh, I'm just worried about Anthony. Man, I, I can't waste my energy anymore on a guy that uh, hasn't been around and, and that that truly cannot be trusted to to be eligible to fight. It's hard to really do that. And Anthony? Yeah, I mean, he ain't, Johnny hasn't crossed my mind at all. Or what's after this fight? You know, I'm focused on Daniel, and that's all I need to focus on right now. So uh, I'll think about whoever and whatever, April 9th, maybe April 10th. Okay. And one quick question, if I could. You mentioned that you don't want to be the guy that's bad-mouthed on message boards, but I guess my question is, do you still read message boards? Who, me? Yeah, you, Anthony. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, sometimes, you know, people will, you know, my, some friends of mine or whatever will, like, send me a link, you know what I mean, and I'll I'll just happen to read it if I'm not doing anything. So from time to time, I'll, like, catch stuff here and there. Why, why do you, does it, does it help you, or does it, is it a part of staying grounded? I mean, does it do something else? No, it's sometimes it's fun to read the stupid shit people say. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> Gotcha. Thanks very much. And once again, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star one on your telephone keypad. We'll take our next question from Akalish Ganavarapu. Please go ahead. 
Hey guys, uh, Brains from India. My first couple of questions go to DC. Uh, DC, firstly, I wanted to ask you some, something which is puzzling. Uh, in wrestling terms, you're the heel, quote-unquote, even against Rumble. So even a little while ago, you kind of taunted Rumble. Is it safe to say that you've embraced the heel in you? No, man, I'm not taunting I'm just, I, I don't know, like, my issue is if it makes me a bad guy because I tell the truth or the truth as I believe it, then I guess that's what I am. I believe, I want every, I'm not lying. I don't lie about anything. All I do is state the truth. If people don't like the truth, then that's on them. I'm not, I'm not sitting here making stuff up. I'm not, uh, I'm not over here pretending. I'm over here stating facts. And if me telling the facts makes me the bad guy, then okay. Yeah, because even before, during the press conference with John Jones, you're kind of annoyed because of the people booing you. So, you know, has it, has it uh, been easy for you to come to terms with that? I mean, it is what it is. You know, if people are going to boo, they're going to boo. It doesn't really matter to me. I know who I am. Uh, my friends know who I am, and the people that matter know who I am. So uh, if people boo me, they boo me. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know why they, they, they do it, but they made decisions as to who they want to back, and everybody is entitled to their own opinion and their right to cheer and root for whoever they want to root for. Uh, at the end of the day, when I win my fights and I keep the belt, I bring the belt home to the people that matter. The fans that support me, they share in those moments with me. The ones that don't, they boo me in the moment, then they go about their business and they can boo me next time they see me or they can mess around on my social media, but that stuff doesn't matter. You know, the people that matter are the ones that support me and the people that are closest to me. All right, fair enough. Now, Rumble has improved a lot since your last fight with him, almost making a statement against Bader by, you know, showing excellent takedown defense, taking the fight to the ground, not being hesitant, uh, you know, with, with going to the ground. So what are your thoughts on Rumble being a different fighter than when you last fought him? Man, Ryan Bader shot from halfway across the octagon. They said fight, and before Ryan Bader could even meet Anthony in the middle of the octagon, he shot. What people are missing is that I'm, Anthony Johnson was never a bad wrestler. He always could wrestle and defend takedowns. Anthony's a junior college national champion in wrestling. He's not a bad wrestler. Nobody ever thought he was a bad wrestler. It, 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 it's not, I never said he can't wrestle. He, can, he obviously can defend takedowns. He defended a lot of my takedowns. I never questioned that. Um, and then when we talk about uh, him being a completely different fighter, I don't necessarily know what you guys are basing this on. He beat Jimmy Manoa. He took him down, but of course he's going to take Jimmy Manoa down. He's a wrestler. Jimmy Manoa can't wrestle. Then you're talking about him and Ryan Bader. If I would have shot it on Anthony from across the octagon, he would have did the same thing to me. He fought for a total of seven minutes since him and I fought, but he's this completely different fighter. I have no idea where you guys are getting this from. If I can get a quick retort from Rumble regarding what DC just said. Rumble, do you necessarily agree with what DC you know, just said about you right now? Uh, yeah. Um, you were telling the truth about Bader. You know, he told the truth about, you know, how long I've been in the cage since him and I have fought. So um, that's about the only thing that he said that was correct. Okay, so moving away from the title fight for a minute now. The light heavyweight division is kind of in a limbo with the same three or four guys fighting for the title in the past couple of years. So, Anthony, what does John Jones' return do to the division and for yourself? 
What is John Jones what? Return, John Jones return to the octagon? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I haven't been thinking about John. That's that's the last person I've, that's even crossed my mind. You know what I mean? He's just, I don't I don't have a reason to think about him right now. I have, a, I have to fight Daniel, not John, so I don't think about John. So All right, him and- returning... Them returning or anything like that just isn't in my thought process. Whatever you know, it's just just not relevant to me right now. All right, fair enough. You've been on a day recently. Hey, so, nice do you go into this fight looking for retribution? And what's your mentality going into the, into the fight, knowing that your last uh, last loss came against uh, DC? Um, my mentality is just go out there and do my best, man. You know. Um, do what I have to do to win, and uh, yeah, just just be myself, do my thing. You know, it, it, the 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 cards are gonna fall what they're supposed to, so I'm not really worried about anything. All right, uh, my next couple of questions go to Chris Weidman. Chris, you know, the last time we spoke, you talked about climbing back into into the contention for the titles. Now, you know, you re- you just spoke about the situation with Bisping, GSP, and you know, even Tyron Woodley throwing his name into the hat regarding a fight with Bisping. So how do you see yourself climbing back into the contention? Do you do you think a fight over Musasi, probably another couple of fights, just what is the entire situation involving you that, that you think need to do to get back into the title contention? Uh, I think I need to, uh, you know, prove myself. Number one, I got to put on good performances. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out there, put on a good performance, and then, uh, like, like uh, Musasi said, I hope the people back me, and they want to see me fight for the title. And we'll see what we'll see what's going on. And if, if not, I'm I'm going to keep fighting. I'm just going to keep on fighting, whatever they put in front of me. All right. And Gegard is one of the most versatile fighters, with him adapting to different opponents. So from your fight with Yoel Romero to now, what has been the major difference for you? Have you trained differently uh, for someone like Gegard? Um, you know, well. I guess the one major difference is, you know, I don't have a southpaw for the first time in, uh, I don't know, five, four or five years. So uh, it's a nice change to uh, kind of the beginning of time. I think the last time I fought an uh, orthodox fighter it might have been Mark Munoz. So it's been a, it's been a while. Um, but other than that, I mean, no, I'm, I, I, I've trained really hard. I've been more motivated uh, for this fight. I, I've really got myself in a great place mentally, physically, and uh, spiritually. I just feel... I just feel great, um, healthy, and um, I'm excited to go out there and put on a show. All right, fantastic. Uh, my last two questions go to Gegard Musafik. Gegard, firstly, you know, manager previously said that the fight between you and Weidman might not happen. Now that we are just a week away, uh, do you think a victory over the former champion would put you in front of the line for a title shot next? Oh, uh, I don't think so, but Yo uh, Romero is next. He's the number one contender. Um, I'm not focused on the title right now. I'm just focused on Weidman and uh, to get the win. That's all. All right. Now you had faced someone who was, you know, who had a wrestling-heavy style against Latifi before. Now the way you adapt to different fighters or different styles is very impressive. So I just wanted to know, how do you see this fight unfold? Well, you know, I know how Chris Weidman's going to fight. He's going to come forward. He's going to try to put the pressure on me. Uh, work on the cardio, do some wrestling, do some striking. <laughs> but uh, end of the day, I'm prepared. 
I know exactly what he's going to do. So I'm more than prepared. You know, I got the, I got my skills, I think, uh, and I'm going to show it eight, eight, April. So I'm very confident. That's all I can say. All right, one last question for you, Gegard. After your last fight during the post-fight press conference, you kind of emphasized on the need to talk properly, you know, with the trash talk to get into the title contention now. Do you see that, you know, that's still the case for someone like you who is on a winning streak and, you know, if you beat, as you said, a wide man, you'd be beating a former champion. Do you think that's still the case for you? Well, no, I'm just speaking my mind. I'm I'm not acting. I'm not an actor. You know, some guys, they're good at trash talking. They, they put on the act. It's WWE, but, you know, and the, the end of the day, I'm just me, just speaking my mind. And, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> what can I say? I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm coming to fight. That's all I can say. I'm, I'm looking forward to the fight. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the time. And we'll take our next question from Jeffrey Harris with 411 Media. Please go ahead. Uh, sorry about that earlier. I was having some phone connection uh, trouble. Uh, Anthony, it is almost uh, 10 years from the, the year you had your very first uh, UFC fight in uh, June 2007, and this will be your second shot at the title, and it's hard enough for a fighter just to get one shot at the UFC title. Do you think you need this belt to complete and round out You know what's already been a very impressive career? Oh, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, getting the belt will definitely uh, put everything in place for me. And um, mentally, mentally, you know, it's like an obsession. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely will go out there and do my best and, and, and do what I have to do to win. And whenever my career is over with, I can sit back and say I did it. Now, if you talk to yourself uh, from 10 years ago, that time when you first came into the UFC, would you give yourself from 10 years ago any advice, or would you give him any tips? Yeah, don't be dumb <laughs> like, I, like, I, you know, like I used to be. But, um, you know, if I could go back and, and learn something, it would definitely, definitely be, uh, would be just to soak in a lot more information than what I did. Because when I was young, I was, like, you know, hot-headed and thought I knew everything and was just an athlete and was, like, uh, this won't happen and that won't happen. So, uh, you know, when you're young like that, you know, that's just how you think. So I definitely wish I can go back. Uh, and for Daniel, I know you're training for a big title fight, but will you still have time to watch WrestleMania this weekend? Huh. You know, I, I was actually talking to Selena yesterday, and I go, shit. She goes, what? I said, man, when we're traveling to Buffalo, WrestleMania is going to be on. Is there any way for me to stream WrestleMania from the plane? But she said the Wi-Fi would be too slow, so I'm going to have to miss it. But I'm going to have to put my phone on uh, airplane mode and leave it there until I get to Buffalo on Sunday night. And then once I get there, I think I'm going to watch WrestleMania. So it's going to be a long night for me on Sunday, but I'm not missing it. All right. If you want my picks, I got rain. I got... Uh, I got Rain, I got Lesnar, and I got uh, Bray Wyatt in the top three fights. All right, thank you. I hope you don't get spoiled on any of the, the outcomes. Uh, guys, <laughs> and, uh, and good luck to all of you. Can't wait to see these thank fights. Thank you.
And that concludes today's question and answer session. Mr. Lockett, at this time, I'll turn the conference back to you for any additional or closing remarks. I'd like to thank everyone for participating in today's conference call. Just a uh, reminder about next week's UFC 210 Fight Week schedule. Uh, UFC 210 Ultimate Media Day will take place on Wednesday, April 5th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time at Key Bank Center in Buffalo. Our UFC 210 Open Workouts will take place on Thursday, April 6th at 11 a.m., also at Key Bank Center. Please look for uh, the UFC Public Relations to send out our... Uh, UFC 210 PR and event schedule very soon with all the details of our media availability next week. Again, we'd like to thank all the fighters and all the media who joined in today's conference call. Thank you, and we'll see you next week in Buffalo.